Hey folks, welcome to our first episode. Welcome to our first episode of Old Guys Rule Radio. I'm Chuck Olson. Next to me is my good friend, partner here, Big Danny Lakey. Danny, what's up, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot, man. This is kind of fun. It is. I'm uh, kind of excited. It is. It's a, it's, a, it's a good time for everybody, and we welcome you to our first show of many. Um, just kind of set up the format. Old Guys Rules believes in a couple of things. We like sports. We like talking. We like beer. So if there are a lot, any of those things you don't enjoy, maybe you've got the wrong podcast. So today on the show, we're going to talk about several things. Uh, start off sports related. We'll talk about some UFC events. Danny, we've got the big uh, NFL playoffs coming up. Uh, oh yeah. Are you looking? Are you? Are, is there any? You got your picks ready? Yeah. Anybody but the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get to that. We're going to go there. We've got. Uh, we're going to talk Cowboys today. There's some stuff going on in the NBA. I want to bring up and kind of bounce around a little bit, and then uh, just general good sports. And don't forget every show. Uh, right at 30 minutes on the hour, uh, we're going we're gonna to do uh, maybe my favorite thing of the show, and that's our uh, Beer 30. So every after the first 30 minutes of our, our show, we're going to evaluate and judge beers. And so if you only tune in for that, that's fine. Because I know you're like me, Danny. I go out and I pick up a different beer every couple of week or two. Oh, and absolutely. I, and I try it. And, and most of them just go in the mini fridge, and then people come by and they try it, and they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm hoping that... Uh from our recommendations, people can tell us that we either have totally lost our taste buds over the over the years, or that uh, we actually have some good taste buds and the, the, they appreciate what we what we recommend. Absolutely, or, or don't. absolutely we'll agreed. So uh, it's a multifaceted show. We serve the public in many ways, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, truthfully, uh, we just appreciate you all tuning in. Um, uh, don't forget, we're on Facebook. Don't forget, you can reach us. And we're looking forward to you submitting not, not only things and ideas uh, for shows, but if you go to oldguysrulepantigo at gmail.com, please uh, submit us your ideas, comments, questions. I, I look forward to those. And I promise you one thing for right now, I'll respond to all of them. <laughs> well, you know, we've also got the uh, Facebook page. So we want them to go on and like Old Guys Rule Radio. You can get on Facebook. Uh, I'm going to be inviting all my friends. He's going to be inviting all his friends. But once you've been uh, spending a little time with us, uh, uh, well, I'm sure you'll enjoy. But uh, definitely uh, check that. Check out the Facebook page and, and the website. So, Danny, uh, I know you like boxing, and I know you're a big football guy. Uh, do you follow much UFC stuff right now? I don't. I I've just never got into it. It's not that I don't like it. I certainly appreciate the talent, uh, but it's just not something I've ever had the time to get into. <laughs> well, sorry, but uh, truthfully, I, you know that uh, UFC has kind of stolen some of the footprint from boxing over the years. And I know you're a boxing fan, right. and uh, boxing is, uh, the, you know, the, 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 <coughs> the sacred science. But truthfully, uh, you know, something happened I've been reading about I wanted to bring up today. One of the reasons why a lot of people are hesitant to watch the UFC is it's it's owned and controlled by Dana White, but it's all pay-per-view. I mean, very rarely will you find anywhere you can watch a fight that's worth a crap, but then what was announced today uh, was UFC and ESPN uh, will be a made a partnership, five-year deal. I don't know all the numbers and details, but tonight's the first championship fight on the UFC. Uh, Dillashaw going to take his title back from uh, Sejudo. So... Uh, the fun, truthfully, it's you, you know how they, you can always find boxing on TV, right? HBO, right. ESPN. So boxing's kind of the layman's sport because we all like throwing a punch. And by the way, you don't want to get hit by this dude. He's got arms like a sailor. They, 
But UFC is always pay-per-view and very controlled with where you can get to them. So this is going to open it up to it. And tonight's a, uh, it's actually the 125-pound flyweight championship, Henry Cejudo versus TJ Dillashaw. And uh, truthfully, uh, dude, that's just a couple of little dudes, man. <laughs> I mean... I mean, I'm not trying to say, anything, but one twenty, a buck twenty-five, man. I got pants that weigh fifty. <laughs> and my uncle, Danny, my uncle used to tell me when I was young. He was a big fellow, and he'd tell me he, if there was a flyweight boxing match, he'd go in there and he'd take on both of them with a couple of fly swatters, and he'd whip those arches. <laughs> and I was like, Harry, that's terrible, Uncle Harry. Rest his soul. And, and and as I've been reading this, and I've watched a couple, they look big on TV. But Danny, I think you could do it. I, think, I don't know. I think, I think, I think I'm going to set you up, man. So here's the deal. They're, we'll they're have too a. Fast. <laughs> I think I'll be running around, and I'll be like, we're going to no. do it. Like Andre the Giant used to <laughs> go up against the, the double. What do they call it? Like a, 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 a two on one match. It's going to be Danny against both of these guys, and he gets all the belts if he wins. I can see it, dude. Like, one of them hanging on your back, and you, like, choking the other one out, and him trying to choke you out, but he can't get his arm around your big-ass neck. It's a two-for-one special. It's a handicap match, but they can't tag out. All you do is clip one of those little fuckers. It's done. But, (laughs) I'm sorry, UFC is truly a... I, I did a little bit of UFC fighting, Danny. I trained. Um, some of these guys uh, are really, really, uh, they're a lot more powerful than I think little kegs of dynamite. But when you get one of these dudes, I had a guy I was training with, he was only about 160. And he got me in a, he was a Brazilian third level black belt. And he got me in a, in a leg lock. And, and I could pick him up off the ground with one hand. I was done. I couldn't move. I, I'm tapping anything. I'm clapping my hands. Clap on, clap off. Quit, dude. You're killing me. It's going to pop my knee out, you prick. So, you don't take away from the UFC guys. Uh, on that same card, just to get back to it, uh, you know who the undercard, uh, like number three down, is former uh, defensive lineman Greg Hardy. Do you remember him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, All right, cowboy. So, yeah big cowboy. Oh, he's a big dude. He's that, a, that's a big man. See, now that's a guy I wouldn't do a handicap match with. Oh, I, no. I'd probably pick him. I'd take you two against two midgets. But, oops. But <laughs> I won't take you against Hardy. I think he's got about 50, 30 pounds, about three inches on you. But um, what, What's wrong with the... Midget wrestling in Mexico. I mean, come on. They nothing, do it all the time. man. Oh, dude. There's nothing wrong with a lot of things in Mexico except violence and death. But, so, <laughs> Hardy's, I want to, you don't follow UFC a lot, so I'll curve it this way. I truly think uh, Hardy, he's 3-0, and and this is a chance to be 4-0. His first couple's were, a couple fights were against guys like us, just big, untrained dudes, just to get him a notch. Right. But his last fight was against somebody who had about 15 fights. And Hardy always was. I mean, you think about Greg Hardy, big, physical. Natural talent, athletic, had a lot of strength, natural strength. He wasn't the you know the, the biggest dude on the field, but no one could really handle him. So he, he's heading in for his fourth UFC fight. And, and uh, truthfully, I'm glad he's getting to take his aggressions out in the ring instead of taking them out on the woman who was wearing his ring. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, now, now you're entering a, a political field that apparently is taboo these days. According, according to Gillette Razor, that is completely taboo. <laughs> All men beat women. All men are horrible human beings. Right, yes, we and, are. Yeah, and that's horse. So, so we, we we need a new razor. We need a Gillette razor so we can be the, be all we can be. To be the best to make it be. Well, he he was charged and suspended with that thing with his female companion. But I mean, I really have to give him the, the thing that. 
he's kind of a real deal. I mean, in, in, in the UFC field, he really has got some stuff to come with. And uh, I, I saw his last couple fights. And so uh, kind of my little word to every episode is going to be segue. So I'm going to twist it over to somebody else that's, that's kind of having an issues with the Cowboys. So what do you think about David Irving? He, he's the lineman that Jerry Jones brought in, gave him the chance. They, they went to rehab, too much right. drinking booze. So now, I mean, this year, if my numbers were correct, uh, he only had 56, played a total of 56 or 66 snaps. So what I wanted to bring up to you truthfully is, uh, I mean, you don't hear much about him, right? No, no he's not this, at all. He's this talent, and... Is he ever going to play again? I mean, what do you what do you, do you think is going to carry it over? You know, it, it's hard to say. It's going to depend on on what the Cowboys want to do and the direction that they want to go. Um, but still, okay. So here we go, Danny. Now it's time for one of my things. All right. Well, hang on, hang on. Before you go there, because okay. I want to interrupt you. Because right. you know, sometimes I just get really excited about what I'm thinking about, and I don't want to forget. But uh, David Irving is currently in trouble for failing another drug test. Oh, he so, did fail another. one. Yeah, six days ago. Uh, he missed multiple mandatory drug tests during the last two months. Going from that, uh, I would have to say... You know, his run's probably over, man. And he was a rescue job anyway. Yeah. I mean, okay, so here, come, here it comes. Get ready for it. So, All right. You know, we're old guys. You all remember back in the day uh, when you talked about Jerry's kids back in the day. <laughs> we, weren't, we were talking about these poor children... That they, remember the telethon when we were growing up? Man, oh, I yeah. love that thing. You stay up late. Your parents let you stay up late. It's on all night. You're waiting for the big grand total, and here he comes, and all these weird, crazy acts were on all this crap. And so, I mean, it was a big deal growing up. You know, we, used to, we used to collect money in our neighborhood, and my dad would run us up to, to Six Flags because they had the fishbowl, oh, yeah, and it would yeah, add to the yeah. total, and we'd make it back home, and then we'd and look. And see what and, the fishbowl's total Yeah, and they, they would go, well, we're going to go, and we're going to go to Dallas-Fort Worth, and, you know, and they go, well, we're updating the fish fishbowl at uh, so, Six Flags, and we'd watch that total, and then we'd see the big one in Vegas go up. So, so yeah. I, I, was, I answered phones on it. A couple of times. Oh, how cool! Uh, I grew up in Vegas, and a lot of you don't know I, that's where I'm from. Like, born in Vegas, and there's nobody from Vegas. Everybody moves there and gets drunk, and gambles. Nobody's freaking from there. But, but, but too, I, too much debt to go home. It, well, it is. It, 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 50 50. Some people get hooked. Some people get out, like the fucking Apollo. But the Jerry's Kids thing was awesome back in the day because it really helped a lot of people. And although I, I don't know how how well this organization was, well, I, I won't go into that today. But back then, Jerry's kids was these these handicapped people who really were in need of our support. Now, I mean, <laughs> think about the, the, any generational people today go Jerry's kids, and they're these bunch of entitled athletes who can't follow a simple book of rules to make millions of dollars, and it pisses me off every day. I swear it pisses me off because the Cowboys had become who was it back in the seventies and eighties? Wasn't it the Raiders who they'd kind of take the anybody's anybody was in trouble that they'd always go to somebody, right? That, that's why they wear the black and why they have the skull across my arms and, and why they yeah. have three murders a year in their stadium. Exactly, and it's going to Vegas, by the way. See that connection? But <laughs> they, yeah, but truthfully. The Cowboys have become this dumping ground for the criminals, the violent, the druggies, and they keep lining them up. And then I look back into the history, and these are some of these names that you're going to really pull up that they're going to line some and, and like anything. So let me let me take a step back. Truthfully, everybody enjoy they deserve a chance. So some of the chances they've given them not only are probably Hall of Famers, but the chances that paid off. But just like any program, some of the chances and the majority of them that really haven't really kind of panned out. I mean, so. 
we move into, I think about the, a couple positives. So Bryant, I mean, Des Bryant was a tub, troubled child. So, I mean, that's a tough one because was he a win or was he a loss? That's well, your boy, right? The, the question becomes, um, was he a win for the Cowboys or did he win as a person? He won as a person yeah, for being on the Cowboys. Fair, fair. I'm not sure that the Cowboys won out of him. And, and that, you know, when you, when you take those gambles, when you're looking at, you know, the strength of a player and you're trying to bring them on and you know they've had trouble, sometimes you may well, not win, but if they win as a person. You get that scale thing, right? And yeah. then after it's all said and done, you're doing the same thing. It's hard to judge because we don't really know in their life whether they felt like they won. Because a lot of them, well, I'll give you another one. This will be an easier answer. So another rescue job was Charles Haley. Of course, that was a win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hall of Fame, Ringer, you know, uh, Ring of Honor, whole nine job. Whole nine. Okay, so win, win. And and I've met Charles Haley. And he, although has some of the strongest hands. You know who has the strongest? So let me segue here. Segway! That's my thing. You know who has the strongest hands I've ever had, met in my life? And Danny knows me. I'm a pretty good-sized guy, and I'm pretty strong. But I got to meet Rayfield Wright. I met him. Rayfield Wright is a really good guy. And you know what? When you shake his hand, I guarantee you, you'll know you've shaken somebody's hand. Have you, when you shook his hand, that dude got Oh, yeah. So, he gets a hold of you, and you're like, I wouldn't want him putting me in a headlock. No. <laughs> I could fight. I'll, I'll fight him, but I don't want a headlock. That dude's strong. All right, so I'm talking to Rayfield Wright, all right? So I'm working for a charity, a local charity, and we're doing a, a golf tournament. Um, and without naming the charity, uh, if you know the one that Dale Hansen used to do, yeah. uh, it was his golf tournament, and so the Cowboys would come out. And I'm working the, the tournament, and one of the things that I did was I was getting the swag bags for the talent that was coming out. And we had a, a deal with Reebok, and Reebok was providing the shoes. I only had shoes up to size 14. And Rayfield Wright comes in front of me, and he wears a size 15. So if you don't know... Ask him, he'll tell you it's such a thing. And so he's standing there, and I said, hey, I can order them for you. I just need to get some information. i got to get his mailing address and all this. And I'm talking to him, and I'm looking at him, and all of a sudden, he just disappears. He just gets blown completely out of the way. I look over the table, and Walt Garrison is laying on top of Rayfield Wright. He just came in a pow. just flattened right in front of me. And I was like, oh, my God. And Walt Garrison just gets up and goes, Yep. That's fantastic. I'm like, if you just take that p- pinch of, put that pinch between your cheek and go, yeah. just tell me that line, my world will be great. That's so, fantastic. <laughs> but that, that was my running with Rayfield Wright until, yeah. and, and you know his son worked for us. Well, he worked for yeah. me directly. And right. uh, his son is a great guy. We're still friends on Facebook. And uh, a lot of good jokes. Cause I'd always story on him and say, you know, like one of the ones I told about his son, uh, I, I'd say, well, you know, the other day, he, he threw a tennis ball, and he knocked two diesels off the freeway. Um, <laughs> just, and, and, and his dad loved it and all these things. Oh, yeah. and I, tell, I just story on him. It was just a bunch of stuff. But as you get to listen to us more, that's kind of one of the things I do. Uh, transferring into football. You know, this is the weekend. It's the pre-Super Bowl. Right. So, we gotta, so I'm going to start this one, too. It's hate or love. Hate or love. So, Danny... We're, you got the AFC, you got the NFC. Teams are going to the Super Bowl, so I think this one's going to be a pretty, pretty easy answer. But I'll frame it up for you, and I want to hear where you go. So for the AFC Championship game, it's this Sunday. Uh, you've got the, the the new Chiefs with an old coach against, of course, the Hatriots. Oops, I mean the Patriots. No, the, just just leave it, leave it, at, it the at that. All right, everybody all right. knows who we're talking about. Fair enough. So, hey, so do what we, is, what is it? Do we hate? All right. So let me. I'm going to give this one to you completely. 
I think Andy Reid is a class act. And if you don't know a lot about Andy Reid, he's suffered through so many things in his personal life. Uh, I haven't had the blessing of meeting him yet. I've met a lot of fa- uh, football, a lot, a lot, a lot of athletes. But this is the guy that when 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 you hear about what he's went through, if you want to read unto him, he still carries himself and and really has. A, he's a real class act. So do we love? Andy Reid and the exciting pinball football Tecmo Bowl with their young, charismatic, shotgun-armed quarterback, or is that so, it's, are we loving them, or do we hate the Patriots enough that we're hating that they just so they don't make it to another Super Bowl? What is it? Well, I, I, in this case, I think it's both. <laughs> Fair I, enough. Andy Fair Reid enough. Is, a, is a classy guy. Yep. Mahomes, holy cow. How can you not like this kid? I mean, he's, he's a great football player. He's he's young. He's bringing a lot of stuff to it. And then on a personal note, uh, when back in 93, 94, 95, 96, <laughs> the Cowboys are winning three Super Bowls. Right. And my roommates at the time are KC fans. And they're shaking their hand going, I'd just like it if they'd win one in my lifetime, and you've had five, and I'm going to just shut up. Right. So now I'm really pulling for him. So if you've hey, got an issue, here's yeah. a tissue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but they're actually going to come up. They're, they live down in Houston. They're going to drive up. They're going to stay the night with me. They're going to drive out to KC. They're going to watch the game. They're going to come back and stay the night. So nice. we're going to break up their trip. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so they're going to go. So i got to love it for that. And then – the fact that they get to beat the Patriots, oh man, that's just bonus. So, do you think that's win-win? This is something I got. I, so, let me. I'm going to frame this up too. That first of all, you've got to. No matter how you look at this thing, uh, they have had more football success than anyone else in the history of football. And I'm a football Who, historian. Absolutely. No. No. Um, so, how many Super Bowls have they won? Well, they, they've got two. They're many. second. They're uh, second to no. another team that you don't want to mention. Another team that I don't okay. like either. Do you know they, that Tom they, Brady has been <laughs> to as, as many championship, AFC championship <laughs> games as the next two people behind him, combined. which are so you combined? Yeah. But so you combine Terry Bradshaw, and you, so the next two guys combined beneath him, he's got 13, they've got 12 combined. So all I'm saying is his piece of work. He's a oh. piece of work, but I'm talking accomplishments, like him or hate him, they're going to go down in the history books as one of the best teams ever. Their accomplishments, you can't argue with. But, and, oh but it's just when you want to say God. when you want to say best team or best organization yeah. in all of football. Yeah, right. No, you got a little further because you've Fair. got your team, and if you don't know, Chuck's a Steeler fan. But you're a fan of the Steelers, and they've got their six. Super Bowl championships and best I'm a, of all time. And I'm Sorry, a, right now, and yeah. I'm a fan of the Cowboys, and we've been to more playoff games than any other team in the history of the NFL. So you know, now the Patriots definitely have yeah. the, the small. I mean, the greatest amount of work in the smallest amount of time. As bad as the Cowboys have been, they only had the one one in five, uh, fifteen season, yeah, right. I, and then and then they well, went back to doing a little bit better. But even the, at our the, worst, the we're fun, five and eleven. The they funny, had some bad stuff. There. The funny part was is that you've. The Steelers and Cowboys have a commonality that people don't realize that Steelers were 8-8 eight and eight for about 15 years. And believe me, Bubby Brister, no offense to you, sir. Mark Malone, no Steve offense to you. Steve Palour. <laughs> right. So he can stop throwing his head too. Uh, Cordell Stewart. I've still got the jerseys. They're worn, and they were worn. But, oh, Lord. And then you transferred over to you, and you guys have had the same mediocrity under Big Red that, that I went through. And who was the coaches in those years? It wasn't anybody. Oh, it was. It was the guy that everybody loves and loves to hate, Bill Cowher. So, oh, Big Jaw, 
couldn't really get him past, but that that's the same thing that the talent had. It's a talent level, Danny. Let me get right to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Is that the, the Cowboys just weren't allowing the filter of the right type of talent to win in today's NFL. So once now that they have again, they've been pouring it into the defense. And I, I, I've been in Texas. So my buddy told me the other day, he says, how long have you been in Texas? I said, all right. 16 years now. He goes, after 15 years and you living anywhere, you're from there. Yeah, now I'm from Texas. <laughs> no, no, it, it, didn't, it didn't work like that. Oh, I tried. I mean, <coughs> yeah, I guess you're not from anywhere unless you're from there. No, I've, no, no. I, no. Well, I've been to more Cowboys games than Steelers games. No, that's I've okay. been to more Rangers games than Red games. I've been to more Stars games than I have Vegas Knights games. Well, everybody's been to the because there's only been like one freaking Yeah, like, year. like, like I care. Uh, <laughs> but Because but, Texas is a state of mind. Right. Okay. So you don't have to be here 15 years. You just have to love it and want to be here. So that's the question. Are you home? Yeah, I'm not going anywhere, buddy. But so. Yeah, then I then I I will give you honorary Texan ship. All right. So, so I got I got my family settled here in the 1830s. Holy so, crap. Oh yeah. So, so do you own half of Texas? No, I don't own any of it, but I will tell you this that my my grandfather um I actually have some mineral rights to some land outside of Livingston. Nice. That well, it's a very small right. portion of mineral rights, but he did leave us the mineral rights. And I, and I can hang on to that and say that's something that my family's had literally for almost 200 years, which I think is about as cool as it can be. So well, I am Texan. It doesn't get any more Texan. Than no, me. and you are, and you're, and, and you're, and you're damn good looking. So I want to segue over to uh, every show. Uh, I want to have a moment. And you can even have a positive moment, negative moment, a moment, whatever you want. We both get one. But I got to uh, segue this part over to, for today, my moment's going to be a moment of silence. So uh, I'm going to turn this over to you right at the end of this, Danny. But moment of silence for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, they, Roethlisberger, who I think and I've met, is a, a solid guy. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of questions about him in the beginning of his career. But dude's got a couple rings. Uh he won the last playoff game without somebody I'll bring up in a few minutes. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is I think that the, the as the Cowboys have this young talent, they're kind of riding into the future. But the Steelers are kind of riding into the past. And it's a sad thing for me because if you think about who's tangible in the NFL year after year and going to be in the playoffs for the last decade, it's been the Pittsburgh Steelers. They haven't really won anything since the last Super Bowl. But the truth is, is that because of the level and how they draft the talent that they do, and Roethlisberger being able to deliver the ball, they've been consistently in the conversation, which the Cowboys have been out of, right? Yeah, we've not been in it at all until until that. My moment of silence is, truthfully, uh, first of all, uh, I wish Big Ben the best, I think. Uh, I know he'll be in the hall. But to the other two guys, I'm going to address this to, and I hope they hear it. Uh, first of all, Le'Veon Bell, I think you're a horse's ass. Uh, you have great talent and no heart. And so I wish whatever team, if they do decide to pick you up, which they haven't been knocking, haven't heard your sign, homie, uh, you played that thing real dirty and wrong, and it hurt us in the beginning of the year, and then we came out of it. Uh, so first of all to you, I say happy trails, you hump of shit. Second of all... <laughs> You laughing on the mic. Second of all, I want to say to A.B. Antonio Brown, why do you got to follow his path, dude? You're the one of the most talented players in the league. Um, and so right now we're losing one of the highest-rated quarterbacks in the league, the highest-rated running back in the league, and the best receiver in the league are all off of our team next year. So here's what I pose to you. So these are all facts. I mean, I'm, these aren't propositions. But I, what I pose to you, my good friend, is so – 
Do you drop this on Ben because he's such a jerk to work with? Because nobody really knows. Um, could you drop it on Ben? Or do you drop this on Tomlin because he can't handle his business and keep his players in check? Oh, that's a good <clears> one. Then. I got I to gotta put it on the coach. Okay. Look, I agree. I, ben, ben can be a jerk. He can be whatever he wants. He can do whatever he wants on or off the field. He performs on the field. Um, and if he's a bad teammate, these guys are getting paid millions of dollars. Now, now, hang on. Not to show up to work. No. Not to be financially responsible. Not to be good citizens. To play a game. Amen. They get paid Amen. millions of dollars to play me, a game. The All right. <laughs> yes. To put I it agree. into reference, back when there was the Wii, and we <laughs> were playing a karaoke game. And I was playing with a buddy of mine. He's a big police officer. He's a Pantigo cop, so, you know, he's 6'4", he's huge. And he's in there singing and dancing a Madonna song. Why? Because he doesn't want to lose. Yeah. He's going to give everything he can, no matter how stupid it is, no matter how stupid he looks, because he doesn't want to lose. And if these guys can't wake up in the morning and figure out how they want to win a football game and go, I don't really care that he's a jackwagon, just get me the damn ball. Right. If they can't do that, I, I really don't I, care. I'm what, sorry. What? But the coach... He's got. To he's put, got to put that. He's got to line him out. With I that. agree. And Tomlin, like and respect Tomlin or not, I think that it's, it really does fall on his shoulders. But I, 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 I do have to drop the last part of it. That I, the couple of things that are really getting me upset about the NFL and some sports in general are just these prima donna pussy whips who think that because they can, they can do things. Guess what? The funny story is there's a lot of athletes, regardless of their cause or their holdout or any of bull crap that they're putting up there, guess what? They're still sitting on the streets waiting for a job. You've got to respect what you do and do it right, like you said about your police officer friend. By the way, two, two weeks from now, I invite you all to tune in. Uh, we're going to have some police officer friends, some military friends join us by phone, uh, hopefully in studio here. But uh, every couple of weeks, we're going to have a special uh, call out to our military, our police, and uh, all those who serve us uh, in our community. Um, so we didn't get back past this first one. Let me go back to it, Danny. Let me re rewind, rewind. All right, sorry. Right, so, go back to it. All right, I got AFC. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way. So here's a weird question: Do you think the snowstorm that will put about a foot of snow on the field? I think it's going to benefit the Patriots. Unfortunately, they're used to playing in that crap. They're from yeah, up there. but but Kansas City's cold too. I mean, maybe not that cold, but they're cold too. So right. I don't I don't. And it's an outdoor stadium. Who so you, so you're not talking about. So who uh, do you got? Man, I'm gonna go. I gotta go with the Chiefs. I, I, my, my heart's there. I got. I gotta go with the Chiefs. So if I was betting my money, I, I know who I'd bet on. But uh, with oh my no, heart. if you're gonna bet your money, you're gonna bet on the Chiefs. Right. Because of the same reason that any time you bet, and this is just if you ever want to be a gambler, right. always bet against the Cowboys. And, <laughs> nah, look, Long term, yeah, no, eight, always eight, bet eight, against eight. the Cowboys. No, forget forget their deal. Just take the spread and go. Vegas is set up, and if you don't know this, people, I'm gonna give you a tip. Vegas is set up by. They want to break even. They don't want anybody to win. They want a million dollars for one team and a million dollars for the other team. And if it takes 25 points to get that million dollars for team number two, they're going to do it. Yep. And people love the Cowboys. They love betting on the Cowboys. And they can be great or they can stink. It doesn't matter. They're going to draw higher. So just as a rule, bet against the Cowboys. And for the same reason, because the Patriots always win, as long as they've got Tom Brady. <laughs> bet on the Patriots. As long as they, as long as they have Tom He's Brady. He's the GOAT. 
There's no question. Right. But as long the as they've got him, then you have to to bet against the spread. All right. So uh, if you're going straight up, that's a whole other. We're going to take just a few second break here. Uh, remember, next next segment here is going to be uh, beer thirty. So don't forget to tune right back in. Uh, going to pay the bills here for a second later. It is beer thirty. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my beer. That, that I have provided, and Chuck, you're going to have to tell me, because this is actually one that I drank before that I really liked. Uh, it is from the Real uh, Ale Brewing Company in Blanco, Texas. So I'm bringing you a real... Oh, Texas beer. Oh, heck yeah. Right. It's called Devil's Backbone, and I started drinking it because if you've ever been down to the German Hill Country, there's a little road there called Devil's Backbone, and it's got the little city titties that go all the way through, and when you're driving by at night, it's a big orange backbone. It's really cool, and it's even cooler if you do it at 105 miles an hour, and when you get to the end of it, you pull your e-brake, you flip your car around, and you go back the other way, and you do it again going the other way at 105 miles an hour. Now, because you can do that when you're in college, and you can tell people and about it, live, when, right. and you can tell people about it when your parents have passed away. So this is a story I'm now able to share with everybody. But I did it when I was in college, and I did it after two beers. <laughs> and it was pretty freaking awesome, and one of the dumbest things. And it's I've still ever done. sitting here. And awesome. One of the dumbest things I've ever done. But what type of car did you do then? Uh, it was a Chevrolet Cavalier. Oh, those oh, are yeah, delicious. 19, 1989. Those are awesome. They had that weird body stock. Was it bluish? That weird. Blue? No, no. It was. It was actually gray, and it was the yeah, first gray. year that they had. A little sporty kind and yeah. I put hey look uh, I bought this car for $6,000 I put a rear spoiler on it oh, I, pay, awesome. I, I put spoiler on myself and that car I bought without a radio without anything and it was a 5 speed it was $6,000 Awesome. All right. So, what this one's called? Say it again. Real ale. It's it's a it's Real Devil's ale, Backbone Devil's... by the Real Ale. Oh, it's from the, but it's Fireman's. I, I no, no, no. That's the Fireman's Four. That's another Real Ale. Oh, okay. What you're drinking there oh, is right. the Devil's Backbone. Here goes Devil's Backbone Real Ale. Y'all heard me open it a minute ago, so we'll see. Oh yeah. So it's called a Belgian style Tripel, which is a strong pale ale. Now, my favorite part about this beer, and this is why I drink it at home, especially after a long day of work, and I'll tell you what, if you can find a way to tolerate it and you like it at all, 8.1% alcohol. That's like two beers, dude. The normal beer is like a 4.2. This is an 8.1. It's two beers in one. You know, I got to say, it's not It's not bad. It's, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not the one for a lot of the triples or the uh, IPAs. But truthfully, that's not bad. It's not too heavy. Um, it's got a nice. Uh, it's got a nice taste. It, I'm not going to be sugarfooting beers and going, "Oh, what a lovely aftertaste!" Okay, oh, it's delicious. No, no, thank you. And nobody here is going to tell you it's got a hint of smoke <laughs> or. or <laughs> I quit smoking, and I don't do that other shit. It's it's, uh, it's either it, it either tastes good, it's not too heavy, right. so you it's know not what? too hoppy, or it tastes like shit. It's, a, it's get... a caramel milkshake. I don't know, man. I mean, this one, this one's, uh, you know, I, I gotta say, uh, very, very solid, um, good taste, not nasty afterwards. Um, you know, I'm gonna give it, a, I'm gonna give it a thumbs up, man. All right, man. I think that thing's fantastic. So for our first beer review, if you get the chance to see it in your stores or even in your liquor stores. Or go by the brewery. Try Devil's Backbone. I'm going back in it. Now, I definitely want to make a trip down there because I do like the Fireman's Four. Yeah, and that's just a nice place in the world to go. A lot of, yeah. A lot of people like the Fireman's Four, which is another reason why I want to do it. Because if you've tried the Fireman's Four and you like it, right. it's a little bit more harsh it's than a little some of the others. But this I, is pretty right. smooth. This is a yeah. nice light thing. 
you can drink this one pretty well. So, so you want to tell me about this thing you brought? So in? yeah, I brought. I brought now. I know everybody drinks. Looks like Bud. one of those old pearl. Bottles. Everybody drinks Bud Light. That's their thing. But this one is a. I, I just found this at the corner store and tried it. Jim Beam Budweiser Copper Lager, six point two percent. So it's. But this one has one of those things. When I first drank it, I realized. It doesn't taste like the old-timey Bud Light. It doesn't taste like crap beer. It's got flavor, and there's a little malty richness to it. But uh, I'll tell you, you put about three or four of them down the old Trapster, and you're in good shape, man, nice and relaxing. Uh, probably not something you could drink you know, a ton of, but uh, I don't know. I, I, I seem to enjoy them. So Budweiser, Jim Beam, Copper Lager. What do you think, buddy? It's not too bad. Um, got a little bit of a fruit kind of... Does it? Something like that. I don't know, but it, it certainly doesn't taste like a Budweiser. No, no, uh, no. It doesn't sit as heavy as a Budweiser, uh-huh. which, which surprised me. And um, the, the, the different taste, and if you drank whiskey, if you if you like drink a rum and Coke or a, a Jack and Coke or Jim Beam and Coke, it has a little bit of that flavor to it. It's actually pretty good. I was, I was a little surprised. I'm like, what kind of... Uh, girlish drink you're bringing me now we'll have to laugh because you know jim beam 6.2 percent alcohol now get away that from me man right. devil's backbone 8.1 percent alcohol that is your beer run All for right, the day so the beer run so. of the day we got <laughs> we got the winner of the day for sure so we're gonna give so but while, now Back to all you, right. Danny. All right, so you gave you gave your moment, right? right. And here's, here's your moment. Let and me I, and I'm glad we didn't go down to actually having that moment of silence because this is our first podcast, and, right. and it's like radio. <laughs> and the last thing you want is dead air, and you want to give us dead air. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad we didn't do that. So I'm going to get take my moment, and my moment is going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. Um, you know, they came back. It was great. As a true Cowboy fan, I hope they never win another football game. <laughs> But the best part about it, and I love this because I read an article that one of their fans was so distraught. And the headline is, distraught Eagle fan beats girlfriend and puts dog in the microwave. <laughs> so, <laughs> only an Eagles fan. And, I, and, and, and so Classy. Right. So here's the thing, because I know that somebody out there is probably about to get hurt and get all upset because I'm laughing that some dude beat his girlfriend. <laughs> no. No, that's not the case. We're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles and their crazy fans. And the whole story is, is a 31-year-old woman was arrested for beating her girlfriend after the Eagles lost. She was so distraught, so upset, she started pushing her. The gr- Her girlfriend shoves her back, so she starts beating her to a bloody pulp and says, you need to get out because I'm going to kill your dog. <laughs> Takes her little Pomeranian and sticks it in a microwave. When the police arrived, <laughs> when the police arrived, they arrest the woman, and they find a dog in the microwave. She did not start the microwave. So she didn't do that, which why, which why it is funny. But they did say that the, the dog was cramped and could not walk around. Now, how many dogs can actually walk around in a microwave? But, hey, so God bless you, Eagle fans. You give me somebody that I can truly hate in life, and I appreciate that so greatly. Lovely. So, okay, since we're... Speaking of NFC, let me reel this back in a little bit. Imagine me having to reel things back in a little bit. You realize right, we've been so doing this for like 40 minutes and we haven't even picked our... Right, so we're going to <laughs> NFC. We're moving on. And uh, again, so NFC's got one of those things too. You know, is it is it the... So you can't really do... A, my thing's love and hate. Love and like, love and hate. So 
You know, do you love the new regime? Do you love the old regime? Um, I would tell you that uh, you got the Saints. How can you hate Drew Brees? Classy, family man, heck of an athlete, undersized, overcome all these obstacles. He's already got a ring, and I'd probably say what? NFL? Uh, Hall of Fame? Oh, absolutely. Right, so, I mean, he's got the records, he's got the thing, but... And he's got a team. He's got that one receiver. So they are a great team. But then, the, and he's got great commercials. He does. Although he could probably, he's probably got more hair than both of us. It doesn't have much. Hey, <laughs> but so I, I really look at, or do you want the new regime? I mean, so you got the Rams, and they. The funny thing is, it's this new coach who everybody's crazy about. And the whole NFL is trying to hire another one. If he's even ever texted anybody, they're an NFL coach next month. I really don't. I don't think there's a lot of hate, but when we look at this thing, and I'll, as I send it over to you, the Rams, although they have a young, uh, interesting coach, they're kind of an old school team, hard running, up the middle defense and, and offense. Uh, what do you think? I mean, and Ed, who do you got? Man, I don't know. So everybody's been picking the Rams all year. Yeah, they they've, they've they been did. the number one seed. Um, oh, by I, the way, I, I know it's New number one I know and New number two in the AFC and, and the NFC. Absolutely. Again, and it's happened nine out of like 11 years. So I'm sorry. Well, Go ahead, brother. I, so the best teams make it. Uh, I mean, I, I think that's how it's supposed to be. You know, even back in the day, back when, when Dallas won their first Super Bowl yeah. and, and they won the 11 games, they weren't the number one seed. But if you look at the progression of it, at the beginning of the team, season, they weren't the best team. At the end, they well, were. But at the end of the year, they it's were. It's playing far. well at the right time. Right. But, and the but, weird part about both of these is if you look, both teams had a little weird hiccup. And all, actually, all four teams right now in midseason had weird form, lost two or three games, and then it kind of curved but, back but in these, the form. But these are the best teams in the league. I, I would that, agree. That's what I'm getting at. I would agree. Is that occasionally you'll have a team that finds Plays itself. Right. Yeah, well, Absolutely. they find themselves, and uh-huh. at the end of the year they're the best, and at the beginning they weren't. But mm-hmm. these are teams that have been thought to be the best all year. Um, I'm, I'm going gotta, to go with my heart on this one. I'm going to go with the Saints. I, I agree. Well, I, it's good sentiment, and I want to add on. When I met Drew Brees, um, he's one of the few people I ever met that I, when I shook his hand, hey, my name and his name, he actually engaged me. So he wanted to talk a little bit. It wasn't just, oh, nice to meet you. On the next. You want an autograph? He's like, so how you doing? And he kind of, we had about a 45-second little interaction. And very, very awesome. And and I and as I said before, I put I put him up there next to several people oh, yeah. in the Hall of Fame. So, But unfortunately, what I saw out of the Rams this week, uh, I truthfully think. They're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. The Rams... With that defense and the line now healthy and coming together, because it's all about health and who's playing right. Yeah. If, if you can't stop somebody running the ball, guess what you're going to get? You're going to get a loss. And football's about defense. It, here's another analogy did, did here. Did anybody see them putting 200 yards on the Cowboys? Absolutely not. Oh, God, first no. of all, or in the first quarter, 140. So, but my, my, my thing is, is that, and you will agree, we're, we both played some ball and coach and all that other good shit. If you can run the ball up the middle and stop them, and they can't stop you running the ball up the middle, I'm not talking a touchdown every time. You can gain four, five yards every time on first down running up the middle, 
you are going to lose. You can't clog up the middle. You don't have anybody who can stop you from getting. And they were faking stunts. And doing great. So I got to con- contradict you. I got to go with the, the Rams. No, I, I understand um, that. Uh, anybody who votes for the Rams, I'm not going to tell them that they're wrong. Right. I, I think that's the way it's going to go. I. I wish I could. I wish I could choose differently because I like the Saints a little bit better. But truthfully, I've got to. I've got to go for the Rams. So, uh, I got you. Now, next, next thing. So we got through football, but as we transfer out of football, I mean, one of my things I've been reading a little bit about. Have you heard about this Tyler Murray deal? Uh, yeah, he's going into the draft. Well, so yeah, but. <laughs> But he's got a contract. Right, with right, right. So there, I. So do you think? So it's Tyler Murray. You all saw him in the championship game. You saw what he could do. He's got the feet and surprisingly got an arm. Did you know his dad played for Texas A and M back in the eighties? Of course I knew. Oh, the guy who didn't go to the A and M, but so so he's got the arm from dad. Dad coaches quarterback still. Yeah, but um. Murray had I well let me retract and say I was surprised I thought it was all legs. He is the all-time record holder in Texas State high school football. He did not lose a game. He never lost a game. And I did not know that. Yes, he did not lose a game through Texas high school. He was you you do know that he he was uh, brought to A and M uh, and that, that crappy coach uh, ran him off that we yeah. fired. Yeah. So I do. He, he could be at A and M right now. But my my thing is this so. Football's a, a lot more physical of a sport. Fair enough? Of course. Absolutely. Right. So, if you can get, oh my gosh, Harper's wanting $400 million. I didn't say $40 million. Or they probably offer Murray $30, $40 million rookie contract. Nothing yeah. guaranteed. Baseball money's guaranteed, too. That's that old-timey baseball Yeah, but, stuff. but baseball, you still have to go through the minors. And, and I know you can say you don't. Right. But I think there's only four, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I think it's only four. And I think Pete Cavillia may have been the last. Yeah, it didn't have to go into the minors. That puts now, you in the AAA. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, what are his chances? So, have you seen him play baseball? I have not. I have seen him play baseball. Yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Segway. <laughs> He's a better football player. <laughs> Truth yeah, of the but, matter is, is that, what the, but, but I don't know the numbers, but I'm going to tell you. I watched it, I, I YouTubed it on the base paths. He is a rocket ship, and he's got a natural arm, and he really can hit the ball. So I, I, I think that he, the go-to for me is he, he really likes football, and that's his sport. But for me, if I can play 20 years and make $400 million, or play 10 years and make $100 million, i got to try the old ballpark. No, 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 no. <laughs> you, you go football all the way. You, you go football. You take your big draft. You pay. You you take your big paycheck. You see if you've got a team. You see if it's going anywhere. You give it five or six years. If you're not going anywhere, you back out. You go down into the minors because they're still going to take you. Except now you're sitting on your fifty million dollars, right. and then you can go in and play baseball. And if you're any good, you can play another ten years. I understand. And you can make more money in baseball after you've played five or six years worth of football. You know, I mean. Deion Sanders, it was his go-to was after back the fact. To, back to, right? uh, you know, Bo, Bo Jackson blows his hip up, can't play football, but he's still going to play baseball. You know, yeah. I'm rooting for my boy Tim Tebow down there. He got put up in, and he's getting a chance at the at major league level this year. Oh, yeah. He's one of the few that went to announcing out of football. Football went back, but he got fired because he prayed. But it wasn't okay for him to take a knee. Whoops. Whole other show. Wrong, 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 wrong Well, me. you do know that in the Super Bowl they're threatening to take the knee now. 
and I, I only caught part of it, so I guess we'll have to look at it, and we'll we'll hear more about it See in the next couple of weeks. It. But I think Maroon Five is playing, and I think they said that they take solidarity with them, and they'll take the knee with them. I'm like, oh, you're just now starting right. to win people back, right. and right. you're going to totally point? blow the What's whole the damn point thing of up. Starting this thing up. Most people don't even know what was it about in the first place, and why would you stir the pot when you've already pissed everybody off enough? Because the NFL's stupid. Uh, they really are. I, I mean, that's they're stupid. They, they so, are, and it, the whole. I, I think we're getting close to our time limit. I've got about four more topics, truthfully, but uh, I guess we'll get to those. I got a, I got one about. Oh, what? Well, and what the hell? What do you All got? Right. Go ahead. All right, man. So we're, as we go into bat, we're looking at basketball. Uh, there's something going on right here at home. The Mavericks. You heard about what's going on with the the Smith and the Doncic? Right, no, no. So. Ba- basketball, that's the sport that uh, the really tall guys play. Oh, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. So we'll, re- we'll rewind <laughs> back out of basketball. I'll teach you about basketball next week. But the, the I know trip, about it. It just, look, look. Basketball. Okay. I got to pick the Rams because of the Saints coach. He cre- he's got the creep thing. He does the duck face. And, and I think he's staring at me and wanting to give me a kissy. So, Sean Payton, whether he's a family, whether you're a family man or not, Sean Payton, I got to vote completely against you because of the kissy face. Every time I see someone do a kissy face on Facebook, yeah. it's Sean Payton. And he does it all the time. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that one back. Uh, now, I'm going to tell you, here, here's one thing with basketball. I, th- I think the athletes are some of the greatest athletes out there. They some are. of the talent that they have, they are. the things they can do with the body is pretty amazing. So uh, that that's pretty awesome. But when you have an opening tip off in a basketball game, all right, follow me on this. They pitch the ball up, yep. and a guy tips it, yep. and they go down yep. and they score. Can they win the game off that? Hmm? No. I, the, the game doesn't matter until you get into the fourth quarter. I love uh, March Madness. We can talk college football or basketball all you want when we get, okay. in, when we get into that. Well, I got a college basketball for you. Okay, so, well, I love that, but I was going to tell you, the thing I hate with, the, with basketball, football, opening kickoff can be returned for a touchdown. It can right. be the only points of the game. Leadoff batter can hit a home run and win one to nothing. Hockey opening tip-off. 30 seconds in, only goal of the game. Right. Every, almost every other sport, with the exception of maybe tennis, which, like, do we really want to talk tennis? You know, I mean, most sports, we the will. ones that I like, the the, the, the sports <laughs> that I like you gotta love Texas are the ones Stanley, that dude. whatever happens on the first play, everything matters. Everything matters. But the whole first half of a basketball game doesn't mean squat as long as you don't get 40 points well, down. This might sell you a little bit. I, I... And... and who? What was it? What team just set the record for what was it? 70, 72 three pointers in a game that uh, they shot. I mean, well, so, shot, yes. So, so the, the basketball has changed, but basketball is also because obviously you haven't played a lot of basketball. no more skyhook. Right back in the day, but I will tell you, there's something going on from the news that's happening for the first time ever um, this week. Uh, fans will be able to interact through Twitter with live NBA referees during the game and question some of their crap calls. And that's the only sport that's opening it up through a Twitter. Wait, 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 wait. Right. So I don't like the call. I can go in there and tweet your yep. douchebag? Yeah, well, whether or not it goes on TV or they don't feel I don't know how it's set up. But there's a game between them. The, the Warriors, who are kind of hated because they're so good, Yeah. Uh, they got a game coming up this week, and you can literally, they did a shit call. You can tweet the ref 
and they can res- they'll respond to you. They've got a now a live the referee on the court. You'll see him responding to the feed they give you, and you won't get kicked out of the game like okay. you usually do, big boy. Yeah, now, now you're just getting me worked up because right. because quite frankly, the fact that that, that people are such snowflakes that yes. they have to go and they have and to be able to tweet, tweet to, the referee, to the referee. Give me a break. But Come think on. about watching the game I mean, at it, home. I get and you're it, watching but... it. Yeah, and then you can go, hey, douchebag, what the hell was that? So that's one thing about the NBA. The I, I'm not thing, sure they're sitting in a bar with 50 other people talking about what you, a douchebag you the might, ref is you might. and how we got and robbed. Thing, it's so, a tweet to guy. So do you think... so? Something happened this week. Two things happened. Steph Curry passed, and he's in number three for the all-time three-pointer, uh, uh, three-point uh, connections of all time. And I'll get to that in a second. I think, truthfully, that he is one of the top probably five or six shooters of all time. Um, he's amazing. It's When you watch where he shoots from, and he doesn't do the setup. He just fires them, and they go. So, Steph Curry. But then the second thing is I want you to – I'll start you off with Steph Curry. Do you think he is one of the top two or three shooters of all time? I'm not talking this month. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think anybody shoots the ball like he does. I mean, he doesn't even get to the line. He doesn't even care where the line is. He just shoots. He's shooting 40% from 28 feet or more. The NBA line's 20 feet. Yeah. He drops bombs like you do after Chile. So I can tell you, (laughs) Steph, Steph Curry may change the game. As a matter of fact, what's gone on since because of Steph Curry in the last couple of years, Is there was another guy. The there was another guy that I saw, and they were talking. He scored forty points and took fourteen steps to score forty points. And what it is is. They get it to him. He takes no steps. He drains a bucket, right. and and they counted his steps. So when you're getting this, and Curry's shooting from 28 feet, I can see in the next few years, not over in the corners, but on the deep side. I'd knock that guy that, into the stands. No, but you I'm, can't take 28 steps on me. Well, you could take 28 up and down the courts because I'm old fat. Yeah. But if you take 28 steps, you're getting a shiver in your temper. But but I'm just saying. No, what I'm saying, if he's shooting from 28 feet out, is what I'm saying. He shoot 28. It's feet impossible out, to guard. Well. I think the NBA is probably going to start moving the three-point line back because having 73-point shots in a game is not good well, for you the can't, game. You can't move it out over on the sidelines, no, big boy. No, you I won't mean, wouldn't you move it to the bench? They won't like, move it. Kick no, that down. What, but oh, no, that'd mean. be fun. Dude, mosh pit. <laughs> Wide in the court. Oh, no, we got to no. fight. Back to the Indiana Pacers. He's throwing punches again. I'm not talking about them moving it out there. It'd be a straight line coming out, and then the curve is different right. so that you're you're further out. I can see him doing that because because of Steph Curry, they're changing the game. I mean, because now all it is is a three-point game. It's even worse than it was before where all they're doing oh, is everybody's just bombing. I mean, can't even Greece, touch you anybody. Play, you only play on a quarter of the field now. So, or uh, a court. Somebody, somebody came to me the other day, and they said, hey, so, James Harden's better than LeBron James. I said, what did you say? Well, James Harden just passed LeBron James' all-time 50-point scores per game. So, Harden is now better than LeBron James. And so, I'm going to go two levels above this and let you go. First of all, can't hold his bag. Harden is on a journey just to be an all-star. And he's a great talent. But LeBron James changed the game of basketball, folks. So if you're trying to do that thing, you got the wrong thing. That's number one. Second of all, I would like to see James Harden try to play back in the day. Or even LeBron, who's a bigger bigger man and a big man. I would like to try to see either one of them try to drive on Bill Lambeer. Or I'd like to see him go in there in the middle against the old-time Bulls. 
with four big old mean trees and Michael Jordan. You know what happened? Their careers would be about four, five, six years, like a lot of John Patsons and other great talents out there. But the truth is, is that when you look at how the NBA is today, you can't even wipe somebody's nose without getting a foul. And so it's an entirely different pussified game. You yeah. need to bring back the physicality in the NBA, and let's see if they get fifty grand. How many, how many times did Jordan drive? Oh, so we're gonna say who's the greatest? This one that was Jordan. definitely not Harden. Well, in a minute, Jordan controlled the game. Count how many wins he had. How many times he went there? Well, changed the game again. But the fact is, is that you put LeBron back in that day. And he'd, he'd still succeed. He'd be good. But be a different game. Yeah. Because they had big fellas. Charles Oakley could knock LeBron James on his ass. Oh, Barkley? Oakley. Oakley. Big old Oakley. tree for the Knicks, the Bulls. Or, or what about Bill Lambeer? 6'11", 350 pounds of poop. He was gig- he is gigantic. I saw him at the airport. Dude, he, dude, he, he has to duck under every day. Go to order McDonald's. I saw him line at McDonald's. He had to duck under the line. So another part about basketball that I hate because you mentioned it about the fouls. If you leap into a guy, you are causing the contact. That means you created the foul. Indeed. But somehow in the in the NBA, they seem to think that if I lunge my body at you and you don't get out of the way fast enough, I have fouled. I just, it blows me away. For those people who love basketball, I am sorry, but man, that is not my sport. The last rant I'll have on basketball, at least for today, we'll get into we'll get into college because college they don't let all this crap going on go on. But basketball is the only only sport in the world that when you get behind and the game is on the line, your job is to cheat. Your job foul, is to foul, create foul. a foul. Right. If you create a foul in football. You don't want to do that. Did you watch now, it? You during... just mixed your devil's backbone with my. Uh, um, oh, I hope you enjoy <laughs> with my fireman's four. So the next right. one we're going to review is a combo of this crap and that crap, but I'm sure it'll be fine. You remember when Shaq was playing and they did the hack a shack defense? Yeah, and, I mean, so basketball. So a we can't sport. we can't beat you. Right, you're better than we are. Now, so, granted, you're a freak of nature, yes. and we've got nothing for you. Except I remember when the math and the Mavs came out and they got oh, like three big old dudes and they want to foul right. and they, hey, just no man. So I, I go and I'm doing it. I meet Shaquille O'Neal, and let me see. Let me put your hands up. So I got pretty good sized hands, right? Yeah. Now. So I walk up. And I, yeah, remember when you were a kid and you were shaking people's hands? Oh yeah. <laughs> so I walk and I meet Shaquille O'Neal, and his hands are down <laughs> my forearm, and he's like, "You're guarding me today, sir." And I went and I opened my coat and I went, "No, uh, this gun and baton and my badge." We're what's guarding you today, Mr. O'Neill. Oh, you're my boy. You're my boy. And I spent about a day and a half with Mr. O'Neill taking him around when he was here for the, uh, some basketball games in Dallas. But, boy, that is one big man. And You know, it's one of those things. If you've ever been around somebody who's over seven feet, if they get their hands on you, you're just in trouble, man. Yeah. People that size are just, they're, 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 they really are seven feet. And they proportionately can destroy and damage you. And again, so, when you talk about when you talk about Shaq, and yes. it'll go back to where I started. And a great guy, very nice right. man. Offered a lot of money and extra tips, but we were on a security detail. But go ahead. But, but when we'll go back to where I started. I'm not knocking the talent of these guys. I get the athleticism oh, and the, the talent, and and I am in awe of what they do. Um, but the where the game has gone, I just don't enjoy it anymore. That's just. So well, that, that's just where I got I got too much other as stuff. As we start as we start running wrapping it up today, 
I'll tell you that, I mean, I miss Nolan Ryan. Uh, I miss Pete Rose. I miss uh, Lou Alcindor. Um, I miss a lot of the true people who played sports because that was when it was real. Oh, man, Roger Staubach. Uh, class acts. Always. The, 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 the best of their job, and they knew how to do a couple of things. Not just carry themselves on the quarter field, but how to carry themselves off the quarter field. And uh, if I leave you with one thing today is uh, hug your family, love your friends, hug everybody, because you don't know when the next time is you get to hug them. You don't know when the next time is you get to tell you to love them. So from old guys rule, or as I call it, ogre, O-G-G-R-R, uh, we, we bid you adieu, and we'll see you next week. Danny, I'll see you next week, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, and again, check out our Facebook page, like us, listen to our podcast. And, and if you want to email us some ideas, it's oldguysrulepantigo at gmail.com. And if you need t-shirts or you need banners or hats or signs, it's Shirtworks in Arlington. And that is a definite plug for my buddy over here. No, it's Shirtworks in Pantigo. Oh, jeez. He got it. Okay. It's, it's Shirtworks in Pantigo. Uh, website is custom t-shirts, ArlingtonTX.com. So you can go in there and we can get you whatever you need. Uh, if you hated the show, let us know. Just be gentle. It is our first shot at it. We want to do better. Uh, you got any ideas? Oh, whatever you need, rocked. let us know. But God bless you all and oh, have a great week. Next week, Harry Carey's going to be on the show. I invited him. He's going to come up from the dead, and he's going to be on with us. Hey, Harry Carey here. <laughs> We're out.